Every day they continued to meet together in temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Isn't that a beautiful picture of the body of Christ and and coming together? Going to campfires in the evenings together. I love that. I love that. But I want to move on to Acts 3 real quickly. Because, yes, we have all of these body of believers gathered together. And Acts 3 is going to take us into the community. The church, the body of believers, they're going to the temple to pray and to, and to worship at the beginning of Acts 3. And as they're going, we're going, to, we're going to take a look at Peter and John just a little bit. And it says, one day... Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. So our church service starts at 1030 in the morning, as does yours. And so we gather at our temple courts at 1030 in the morning together to pray, right? Um, So Peter and John are going here. They know what they're doing. The community also is aware of this. And so the next person that we meet is in verse 2. Now a man, crippled from birth, was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was placed every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. So purposefully, his friends, the people he knew, was bringing him to the the gate, the outskirts of the temple, because they knew that the church was going to be coming there to, to worship and to pray, and they knew that they might drop a few coins in their, in their bucket or their, whatever they have with them. So when he saw, when the crippled man saw Peter and John about to enter, which, again, everybody's entering into these steps, he says um, he asked them for money as a usual thing that he did. And so he's, he's putting his hand out. He's like, can I have some money? And Peter and John, they're walking into their sanctuary, into the church. And get this. When uh, Peter looked straight at him, as did John, and then Peter stopped and said, hey, look at us. Now, that didn't happen very often, because what normally happened was the crippled man was here, people walked by him, and they plopped money into his can, and then they carried on into the temple courts to praise and worship, right? And so for Peter and John to actually stop and turn to this man and say, hey, could you look at us? My guess is his, his head was down like this. And his hand was out like this. And so they say, hey, look at us. And then Peter said, he said, look at this. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. And then Peter said, hey, look, silver or gold I do not have. But what I have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth will you walk. Now, he was just looking for some coins. He was just looking for some money. He was not able to walk, but he was looking for that. Peter and John were just on their way to worship. But they stopped, and they turned, and they recognized this is a child of God who's in need, and what money is not going to fix his problem. And they offered him Jesus Christ. And he was healed. And it says, taking him by the right hand, he helped him up. Do you think this man has ever been touched by somebody entering into the temple courts? We don't know where this man's hand has been. We might get dirty. 
But Peter didn't care. He took a hold of that man's hand, and he helped him to stand, and he helped him up. And instantly, the man's feet and ankles became strong. And he jumped to his feet, and he began to walk. But he didn't walk away from the temple. He didn't just walk back home. This is the exciting part. He says, Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. So Peter and John just didn't say, hey, good for you, now carry on. He grabbed a hold of his hand, and he brought him in, and they entered the temple of worship together. They didn't wash him off. They didn't figure out how to make him clean on the outside, but they entered into these temple courts together because Jesus Christ is the healer of all. And when all the people saw him walking and praising God, they began to recognize him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. I love that story. I love that real-life story. This, This picture of the body of Christ In Acts 2, gathering all together, being filled and encouraged by one another. But then as they're entering their courts, Peter and John is modeling for us. Do we have our eyes open to those that are sitting on the outskirts in our community? To those who are maybe physically crippled, but maybe in their hearts and in their relationships and their spiritual walk is crippled. There are many, many people in Holmes County. Trust me, I didn't know it. I didn't believe it. But there are many people in Holmes County who are crippled in many different ways. I myself, I think each one of us, has something that we can bring to Jesus to be, to be healed. We are all broken. When I was in Pennsylvania, my husband, who is Jay, by the way, who is the pastor at Martins Creek, um, who did let me come here <laughs> and speak, by the way. So anyway, when we were in, in Pennsylvania, um, we learned of this thing called Love, Inc., and I became a phone volunteer there, and I began to see the needs of that community, and I began to see how the church wrapped themselves around the people in that community. And I was loving it, and I became on staff there. And then Jay says to me, I'm pretty sure that God is calling us back to Holmes County. I said, no. <laughs> I love Love, Inc. I love what God is doing there. And so we pray together, and I'm sure you know that God always wins. <laughs> His plan is always right. And so seven years ago, we came back to Holmes County. Because I had, I had just prayed. I, was, I just thought in my heart, Lord, Holmes County's fine. There's, there's, it's all good. There's church folks there. They're doing their thing. They're, it's all fine. And I just remembered feeling like the Lord just, just laid it on my heart, saying, there's needs there. There are needs there. The churches need to, to kind of continue to be mindful of what the needs are, and there's real hurts. And so I said, okay. <laughs> So we came back to Holmes County, waited for a little bit, a year or so, and my husband was at a ministerial meeting where there was lots of pastors together, and they kept saying, how do we better help people in Holmes County? I mean, I'm giving them a gas card. Oh, I gave that same family, I paid their rent, and oh, well, I paid their utility bill. And they got to thinking, they don't even know these people. How do we do it better? And so finally, Jay said, let me tell you about loving. <laughs> 
And so five years ago, we started loving here in Holmes County. So loving, again, is love in the name of Christ. And it, its mission is to mobilize the body of Christ to transform lives and communities in the name of Christ. So we are here in Holmes County not to do the work. We are here in Holmes County to hear what the needs are and to hear what is going on in the churches and connect the two together. And so we are that connecting piece. We have phone volunteers in our office um, where families can call in. Maybe, um, maybe a church has referred them to call Love, Inc. Maybe you know of somebody who's struggling, and, um, so, and so some people personally um, refer people to Love, Inc., and so we, we received those phone calls, and the phone volunteers, which were always looking for more, they come in for three hours on a given morning, and they hear the stories, and there's an intake that they go through, because we recognize if somebody's calling in for one particular request, there's a whole story there. There's a whole lot going on underneath that one request. And so our heart is to get to the bottom. Our heart is not to be a quick fix and say, okay, here's your change. I'm going to put it in your bucket. There's your, your, I just paid your rent. Now go for it. (laughs) Go and be well. So our heart is to become more relational. Our heart is to move beyond just that drop in the bucket so that we can walk with people and bring them into our temple courts, just like Peter and John did. And so as the phone volunteer hears the um, stories, then we have um, Debbie, who you saw on there. She um, takes excuse me, takes a look at the stories and, and just makes some connections. She calls landlords, she calls um, caseworkers, counselors, whoever the family has given us to kind of just keep our, all of the picture together. And then we get to a point where we're like, you know what would be really helpful for this family? Man, what if they, what if they could sit with a volunteer from my church and just go over their budget and have a, have a look at that? Or maybe I know of a church, um, there, maybe, let's just say there's a church who has um, the ministry of grief share. And we get to learn that this person on the phone is extremely, gr- in a moment of grieving, a loved one. And so we can connect them to church ministries that are already existing. We have volunteers who do, um, who do like driving. Um, transportation is a big problem in, in, Ohio, in um, Holmes County, too. In terms of they don't have cars, if they have cars, they break down, Um, maybe they can't afford it. And so there's a lot of transportation issues in Holmes County. And so we have volunteers, we call them, we call it wheels of love. So we have volunteers who will take families to appointments, to to doctor's appointments and things like that. There was one, um, one lady who needed to get some physical therapy done, but she was extremely anxious and she did not have the means to get to this therapy place um, by herself. And so, long story short, she allowed one of our volunteers to take her there. And can you imagine the conversations that we can have in the car with somebody? They're not going anywhere. <laughs> so you can have some wonderful conversations. And so she took her one time. She called back in. She took her another time and another time. And this lady who hardly got out of her house is now opening up and hearing about Jesus Christ and recognizing that she doesn't have to stay in this place, that she has the ability to move beyond that fear, to move beyond that anxiety, because they've got support. She has support. And so it's just little stories like that, one by one, making a difference in people's lives, touching them, 
helping them up, walking with them into who Jesus has them to be. So we have lots, we have auto repair folks, um, we have um, people who do um, some construction, like building ramps um, and doing some home repair. You would be amazed, maybe you wouldn't, maybe you know, how some folks are living in Holmes County. It, the, the homes that some people live in um, is eye-opening, is very eye-opening. And so we have families who are, or volunteers who are able to go in um, and not just fix the, fix the sink, but we build relationships. And that family is not, that's not the only thing we do with that family. We walk with them. Um, we have Fresh Start classes, which, sorry, Renita, I'm going to call you out. <laughs> we have um, Renita, she is a budget coach to one of our families. And um, so we have these classes that speak into people's lives. Um, one of them is a financial education class. And this last class was very small but very powerful. One of the testimonies that came out of this class um, was a family who she said flat out, I didn't want to be there, nor did my husband. But they came faithfully every, 12 we- every week during the 12-week class. And she said, and I want to tell you that before I start that class, we had lost hope in God. We had lost hope in the church because, frankly, the Christian that I knew did not treat me very well. And so we said, if that's what a Christian looks like, we're done. And so they, they had nothing to do with it. And so as they sat in this class week after week, she said as she drove to class that particular night that her and her husband had a conversation. And they said, you know what, maybe we need to get back into church. And she said to the group, you have given us hope. You have given us hope in God again. You have given us hope in the church again. She said, you didn't cram it down our throats, but you lived it out. You were there with us and for us. And that's what this is all about. So why we're here this morning, <laughs> yeah, one evening of yard work, maybe, <laughs> we, we had that initial conversation. Um, our, another thing that Love Inc. has are what we call homes of hope. And we, I, I was amazed how God has moved in homes of hope um, so quickly within the five years that we've been here. Um, homes of hope, we have, uh, the video said eight, but we are at seven right now, which is okay. <laughs> um, but we have um, been offered a home in, near the Charm area to use as a homes of hope um, house to put a family into. And so Loving does not own these homes, but we have these homes owned by a church or, or individuals who say to us, you can use this home for affordable housing. Housing is a great problem in Holmes County. Affordable housing is a huge problem in Holmes County. People can't, they can't find a place to, to sustain. The, the lady that you saw in the video with the little baby, so that family went through the Affordable Homes of Hope um, uh, program, and they did. They saved up money to get a place of their own. We didn't pay a dime of their um, deposit or their first month's rent or any move-in costs at all. They were ready. They were on their feet. She had actually gone to Mount Vernon Nazarene and got a ministry degree while they, she lived in the home, and she is now um, at work and um, doing social work in Holmes County. And so that is a beautiful example of just, it takes time. They just needed that space, the chance to have manageable, affordable housing in order for them to move forward in, with Christ and, and, and in their life. 
they started plugging into a church. They're faithfully attending a church. It's just a beautiful story. So we have this home and charm that came to my attention, and I was like, oh, you know, it would be really, really neat if we would have a church nearby who could really speak into the residents that live there. And I'm not kidding you, before Diane even approached me, Provident Church came to my mind, and honestly, I, I, we had some conversations about some things, but um, I really, and I don't mean to say that to pressure you, <laughs> I just meant to say that you came to my mind. And um, so, yeah, just tossed it out to Diane and listed some of the opportunities that could be a part of that, and, um, and here we are, here we are today. And so, um, I, I love Love, Inc., I love the body of Christ, um, the one family who I talked about going through the faith and finances um, class was impacted by Faith Bible Church, Provident Church, because Renita was a part of that class, Martins Creek Church, Millersburg Christian Church, um, uh, Cornerstone Community Church. There was at least six or seven churches that had spoke into this family's life who now has a hope in the church and in God. And so as we consider what this looks like for your congregation, you saw the um, bulletin insert. Um, These are just some of the ways that we can be that Peter and John, that we can be that one to reach out and, and grab a hold of somebody's hand who's hurting, who's lonely, who's frustrated, who can't even know where hope can be found. To grab a hold of that hand and lift them up into the presence of Jesus. And so we have um, things like yard care, the lawn mowing that needs to be taken, taking place there, um, maintenance and repair of the home, uh, cleaning between residents. And here's the fun thing. I mean, I don't like to clean, but I have heard some people do. I don't get that, but, I mean, that's okay. We all have our gifts. <laughs> but here's the thing. When you go in to clean and you're washing windows, we're going to invite the resident to join you. We're going to invite them to join you, and you have those relationships with them. Maybe when somebody's moving into the home, you bless them with a meal. Don't we love to cook and cook? Do you guys do that here? You cook for each other, I bet. Uh, Even the kids know that. Yeah. Some families don't know that. They don't know that community feel. So for you to bring food over when they're moving in, maybe to watch their kids if they have children as they're moving, moving in. It seems simple. It seems things... You guys, we know, we know to do that with our own families, right? There are families who don't have this support. There are families who are alone in their journey. We are so blessed with connections and family trees that are supportive and helpful to us, and that's not the case for everybody. They have families who are going to drop them somewhere where they hope that they get money put into their bucket, And so I pray that this opportunity can be one. um, We know Renita was a budget coach, is a budget coach. And so we need people who are willing to to really speak into people's lives and introduce ideas that they never thought about before. Not telling them what to do, not telling them what they're doing wrong, but introducing Christ-like loving ways of life that might have been something they never thought about before. We have that opportunity we have that chance. We have that calling. We have that commandment from Jesus Christ. Uh, life coaching, just being there, being a presence, modeling. We don't have to be preachers. We don't have to be teachers. We, don't have, we all have a gift. 
And I just pray that we can continue to see the impact that we can have as the body of Christ jumps into this. I want to um, read Ephesians 2, uh, verse 10 with us here. Ephesians 2, verse 10 says this, For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God has prepared in advance for us to do. We could have a whole half hour just on that verse. Because we are God's work. We are the beautiful creation of God. And we are created in Christ Jesus to do good works. To be a Peter and a John at the temple. But it's not stopping there. Because this is what is exciting. It's where God prepared in advance for us to do. Okay, it's not just us because we are all that. I mean, yes, we are strong as the, as the, um, the song sang, but we are strong because it is Jesus Christ in us that equips us and gives us what we need to accomplish the good works in his community and on this broken earth to do what he has already prepared for us to do. That takes the pressure off because it's his work. We don't have to be perfect in what we do. We just have to be willing and obedient and mindful of who and what God is calling us into. Who are we ready to meet at the outside court of our churches? Who are we willing to take a chance and maybe get a little dirty to reach out to? Who are we ready, are we ready by God to meet and to bring inside of his temple courts? And so I just thank you for considering that. I look forward to how God is going to move in us, through us, and into those in our community who don't know him at all, the hope that he can bring through us. So thank you so much. We've already been praying for you. We have a prayer team that meets every other week, and they've already been praying for your congregation during their times together. Um, to just see what God does, and I'm excited. So thank you for this opportunity. Thank you, Vicki, for coming and, and sharing with us today. Um, I've only met Vicki a couple times, uh, but one thing that you will notice every time I've discovered is she is very passionate about her work, and Jesus always comes out in an exuberant, passionate type of way that's contagious. Uh, so thank you. And from us as a church, I'm excited for this project. Um, and before I close here, if you want to pull that insert out that uh, she meant, Vicki had mentioned, um, you'll see lots of opportunities uh, to serve. So this is I don't, if, if God has laid something on your heart and you want, to, you want to sign up right now, you're more than welcome to. Uh, but what I really want you guys to do is, is take this insert home, put it on your fridge or somewhere where you'll see it, and pray over it, and, like, and honestly pray over it, and, and ask God, if, do you want me to, to volunteer to serve on this team? Uh, and, and in the back, you'll see all the opportunities. Well, the front has the description, but the back... You can check mark there. It's not meaning you have to lead out on it. You're just part of that team helping out with lawn care uh, or whatever it is. So this is what we want. Take it home. 
pray over it for a week or two, and then, and because we'll really need volunteers, connect with Diane and tell her, and well, hand this into their mailbox or just hand it to her, but give it to Diane. Diane's going to start to assemble the, the team, putting the plan together, and sort of just to give a little context to how this will work, Diane is working with the us as on the missions team, so we're going to be part of it, but Diane's going to be taking the lead on it, uh, and we're just going to come alongside her and her team and help her make the project successful and part of the overall church body's work here in reaching out into our charm community. So that gives you a little bit of a context of how it'll work um, and opportunities to serve and to impact the kingdom. So thank you everyone for being here, um, and again to all the visitors, thank you for being here. Uh, feel free after church to just hang out, uh, talk, connect. Uh, yeah, and grateful that you're here. So let's stand for a word of prayer, and then you'll be dismissed. Heavenly Father, thank you for this morning. God, thank you for your presence, your Holy Spirit that was here, God, and. Uh, spoke to each one of us. God, thank you for the passion that Vicki has at Love, Inc. God, and we, this morning we want to pray for Love, Inc. Uh, and we want to pray your power, your blessing on, on her in particular, but over their, over their body of work that they do, God, as they reach out into our community and they make that connection uh, from, with people in need, with the churches and the ministries that they have. So uh, we ask that your power be upon them and help their ministry to continue to grow and, and help them to know how to lead out. God, as we go out from here, um, help us to be the, the hands and the feet uh, and just show your love to the world around us and our community. In Jesus' name, amen. You're dismissed.